Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Empire. The landscape of NIL is confusing. You could say they made a mistake, but but at the same time, I think they saw this coming. The NCAA saw this coming, and you know, people want to say that student athletes making money is ruining college athletics. But I don't think so. I, I think student athletes are very, very smart people. That's Low Davis, executive director of Cavalier Futures, which is working with the University of Virginia to modernize opportunity. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Graham Weinstein. As the college football season gets set to kick off, we wanted to get a sense of what a full year two of name, image, and likeness would look like. Earlier this offseason, there were heavyweights like Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher publicly going after one another over how rosters are quote-unquote acquired in this new modern era. For UVA, leveraging the opportunities presented are paramount, and Lo Davis is happy to have a measured conversation about it. Our guest this week is Lo Davis. He is the executive director of Cavalier Futures, which is a name, image, and likeness marketing collective for University of Virginia student athletes. Let's get into the modern space with modern marketing with Lo. Hey, Lo, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm good. Thanks, Brian, for having me. All right, let me just start with a very broad question, which is um, how do you guys just for the last one to two years been thinking about just all of the changes in and around NIL and collegiate athletes. Yeah, I guess the, the best way to start is to give you a little bit of history about how I even got here. So uh, previous to this opportunity for 12 years, I worked with the Virginia Athletics Foundation. So I worked as a fundraiser in supporting Virginia athletics. So the conversation about NIL had been bubbling up, obviously, for the last year, year and a half. And, you know, if you ask some of the folks that are associated with the program, they'll say, well, we were slow to the party. Um, I totally disagree. Um, this has been year one with NIL. Uh, we just hit year one in, in July. But uh, basically what happened uh, at UVA was uh, they partnered with a company called Altius Sports. And Altius is the education partner for the university and other um college athletic programs. And basically with Altius, they uh, work with student athletes, administration, and external partners, donors, fans, and, I, and, and so forth, educating them on the impact of NIL. Uh, Carla Williams had hosted a couple calls with some of our high-level donors and talked about the impact of NIL, and not just on UVA, but in college athletics. And so the university, um, while they have decided to take somewhat of a hands-off approach. We knew that uh, there, we had to create something to fill this space. And Cavalier Futures was an organization that was created by three former football players, um, Doug Dunkel, 
Matt Link, and Ron Carey. Um, two of the three I have a long-standing history with that um, I graduated from the University of Virginia uh, with those guys. We're all former student-athletes. And they decided to uh, create this organization to help fill a space and, and do it in what we call a uniquely Virginia way. Certainly there's a hierarchy um, in collegiate sports and specifically in college football. Um, but this opportunity, if someone gets out of the gates right, feels like a game changer. Is that how you guys have kind of viewed the opportunity of NIL? Yes and no. I mean, for us, we want to be uh, in a situation where it's sustainable. And right now, the NIL governance and everything else, it's, <laughs> you hear the terminology all the time, it's the wild, wild west. Uh, well, it is. And for us here in Virginia, um, not everything fits uh, other conferences and other institutions' models. And so for us, we wanted to be in a position where, you know, when the dust settles and there is true legislation on how NIL works for all of college athletics, we want to be standing with no issues, no red flags. And so um, Cavalier Futures, um, we're in, we have an indirect relationship with the University of Virginia. While we work directly with student athletes, the only um, communication or the only interaction we have with the athletic department is from a compliance standpoint. So making sure that all the contracts and all the things that we're doing in terms of with the student athletes is is on point and make sure it matches up with their compliance. But we want to do something where we know, again, we have to fill that space. We have to provide opportunities at the University of Virginia and no disrespect to any Ivy League schools. But if UVA did not have uh, exist in the space, then um, you're talking about their major programs falling into a Ivy League level. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't know what the rules are. What are the rules? Do you know what the rules are? Boy, let's see. Depending on what state you're in, depending on whether or not you want to pay attention to the NCAA, I, what I do know <laughs> is that the NCAA um, basically has given student-athletes the ability to utilize their name, image, and likeness for their personal um, gain to create revenue for themselves. What each state has done is they've created laws that some institutions utilize that will allow them more control over how NIL is incorporated within that institution. Here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, there was legislation that was passed a few months back that gave state schools the ability to say, here's what we want to do and how we want to do it with NIL. But Carla Williams, the athletic director at UVA, has decided to wait again until there's actually blanket legislation across all uh, schools and institutions. And so therefore she is following the rules of the NCAA, meaning no contact, no support, no endorsing any type of collectives, boosters or anything when it comes to NIL. So for us, what we're doing is we're following that same path. And again, what we wanna do is have the confidence of the university so that when there is legislation hopefully they will endorse us and say Cavalier Futures did it right the way you say that it makes it sound like you're at a disadvantage to other schools that aren't playing by these rules but I hear in your voice that maybe you don't see it that way is that right no we absolutely don't and you know from, from our standpoint uh, I'll give you an example uh, I've interviewed over 40 plus student athletes not one has said how much money am I going to make so that tells you the type yeah. of student athlete we have here in Virginia um, what we are doing and what we have done is we've tried to create some opportunities out of the gate that will now give a historical perspective 
to anyone that's looking to either leave through the transfer portal or come in as a recruit that NIL is happening at Virginia. Some really good things are happening at Virginia. So that's the, that's the quote unquote game that we're playing is that we're not using this um, as an inducement, if you will, for recruits or transfers. Uh, we don't buy recruits and we don't buy recruiting classes. And I think in the long run, we're going to feel really good about where we're positioned versus some of the other schools that are making the splash news right now. Um, it's probably not your position to take a position of this, but I'll ask anyway, because there were high profile coaches that were screaming that rules are being broken and others saying, welcome to the new game, get used to it. And others just saying, look, like we're in a new world. Everybody settle down. Um, as you kind of right. watched all the loud complaining about the landscape that is out there, and I agree with you, it's probably different regionally for different schools. Um, how did you kind of see what everybody was saying about what's happening right now? Well, I thought it was pretty entertaining myself. I mean, I, I thought it was like a press conference for an MMA fight. and uh, those Jimbo coaches, v. Nick, um, yeah, Jimbo v. Nick. Yeah, yeah. You got it. And you know what? Those coaches are, are brilliant minds and they've, they've had the longevity for a reason. And in my opinion, there's a couple things that happened. I think they were really screaming at each other to say, Hey, let's go ahead and talk about this because that game in October now becomes really, really relevant. It's not about the teams on the field. It's about the coaches and what was said about whom. So I think they're really smart in terms of marketing, but also too, um, I talked with, uh, someone who runs a collective in the SEC. And to this person's, I don't even know if disdain is the right word, but I guess it is what it is. But they said the SEC is weaponizing NIL. And again, I think it's really short-lived in terms of how that's being done. But again, that, that works for them. It doesn't work for us. Um, as we're seeing this, you know, mayhem or wild west, you know, happen and I'm, I'm with you. I think it's all going to settle down and, and there will be some structure to it. Do you believe that Congress made a mistake by just kind of opening the doors for everybody without any guardrails on it? I mean, how do, how do you kind of view that since everyone is yelling, we need guardrails again? Now, Bram, you know, everything in Congress takes a long time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that's, that's just, this is no different. And you could say they made a mistake, but but at the same time, I think they saw this coming. The NCAA saw this coming. And, you know, people want to say that student athletes making money is ruining college athletics, but I don't think so. I, I think student athletes are very, very smart people. And they've seen all of these years of, you know, TV contracts and full college stadiums and, you know, coaches making a bunch of money and leaving programs and recruiting classes earlier and going elsewhere. And these student athletes are saying, well, what about us? And so I think, you know, everyone that is involved in this saw this was coming. And then all of a sudden, July of 2021 happened. And it was like, whoa, this is real. And so I think over the next two to three years, we'll see this evolve. I hope for um, the better. Um, and so that that Wild Wild West mentality, when you talk about student athletes, earning opportunities and earning finances um, is not a negative thing. And that's one thing I'll, I'll say about us is, you know, one of the, the quotes I always get is when you talk about UVA athletics and student athletes getting paid, we at Cavalier Futures, we don't want our donors and our fans and administration or anybody else to have to hold their nose when they say so. Yeah. 
Um, one other broad question that I want to ask you specifically about Virginia and what you guys are doing down there. Um, there's a tremendous amount of movement amongst conferences again. I don't think we're done yet. Um, as you kind of view NIL and its importance in collegiate athletics moving forward, um, how important will it be for a school like UVA or others to be aligned in a place where there's going to be the major TV money and the major exposure for the mega conference? It's very important. And, uh, you know, I'm biased, but I think we have at UVA uh, the best athletic director in the country. I think we have some of the best coaches in the country. And we've done that on a really tight budget with, you know, in terms of the the TV contract and, and the funding that has come through for athletics. So, in my opinion, just imagine what happens if you get that uh, influx of, of cash and opportunity. And so, I think for Virginia, it's one of those situations where Carla Williams is is brilliant. She embraces the traditions in the past, both of the university as well as the uh, the conference. But she's also smart enough to know that we can't get left behind. And so I think finances and, and the financial picture down the road, I don't have any inside information, but I would imagine unless something major happens within the ACC, um, it's it's imminent before you see uh, schools like Virginia pick another conference. Yeah, and you know, I don't get worried about many things, but in terms of NIL and how that changes the game for us, if we go when I say us, I mean the University of Virginia. If we were to go to the SEC, um, wow, I, I don't know what that does and, and the pressure that it puts on student athletes, coaches, and recruiting, but I, I think it ramps everything up a little bit, and uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Um, you had mentioned that you have a number of athletes, and they're not walking in the door going, how much am I going to make now? But there is yeah. a realistic opportunity here. But I'd like to focus on the word realistic. Um, what are you seeing in the marketplace? And you don't have to be specific about dollars, actually. Right. But but you know, I'm sure that everybody walks in and, and doesn't really know what is actually possible for them. So, so what do you, how do you talk student athletes through that? Yeah. So that, that's one of the things I, I think it's a blessing and a curse. And, and as a person who's had a 35 year connection to the university of Virginia, it excites me because not only um, do I look at what my role is in terms of creating opportunities, but I also see myself as a mentor as well. And so we've been very fortunate that, you know, the student athletes that come to us, um, they want to talk about what their value is and how do they build their brand. And for me personally, um, the way that Cavalier Futures is set up, we want to be able to not only help the top 1%, right, the football team, the, the men's basketball team, women's basketball team, who might naturally have some um, uh, desire from the corporate sponsors or what have you to be involved with them or get access, we also want to help the other 99%. And so with Cavalier Futures, and I think this is what separates us from other collectives across the country, is that through our powerful alumni group and network, we're going to be able to offer, you know, networking opportunities, financial literacy uh, engagement, but also potentially job placement. And so I, I say to some student athletes, what would you rather do? Would you rather say, hey, I've got an NIL deal I get 500 bucks for tweeting out some social media posts, or would I rather be in a position to get an internship, build the right uh, network with corporate partners, 
and then maybe make a job or have a job making a hundred thousand coming out of school. I think I'd take the latter personally. Okay. So you are leaning back on it and you've mentioned if there's not the right movement, you could be an Ivy league school. The reality for UVA is that is a very valuable diploma still because of the institution that it is. Are you leaning back on, Hey, look, like there's some money at some of these other places, but in the long run, going to Virginia is going to matter once you get that degree. Yeah, so with Virginia, and I, I stand firm on this, and, and I've talked to, to several of our coaches, at the end of the day, you still have to want to come and play for that coach, play for that program, and, and attempt to come and get a degree. And if you are not having those three as your top three, top four, then you're probably not the right fit anyway. And then the money piece will come after you've made the decision to come. But uh, in terms of saying, hey, Virginia's paying 50 grand, but, you know, uh, Samoa State is paying, you know, 100,000. I'm going to go there. That's not the game that we're going to play. And I don't think our coaches like Tony Bennett, Tony Elliott, and others are going to be involved in that. Okay. Um, let me ask you to define a word for me because you're using it, and, and I've heard a lot of other schools use it a collective. What does that mean? What is a collective? Yeah. So for us, it's just an identifying term. Um, because truly with Cavalier Futures, um, you use the word collected because you create opportunities to pool resources to, to provide opportunities for student athletes. For us, we use it as an identifying term. We're more of a marketplace. And what I mean by marketplace is we want to be able to bring student athletes into our marketplace along with corporate and individual partners, i.e. donors, and then match them up to make sure that they're proper relationships and exchange of goods and services and to create opportunities for student athletes. So collective is a, is a term that, you know, you hear on a daily basis as it relates to college athletics and NIL. But for us, it's only a, an identifier versus who we truly are. And that's the marketplace. Um, okay. So let's talk about Virginia for a moment. I want to focus on Virginia football and I want to bring something up to you that I found really, really interesting, which is why I really wanted to talk to you today specifically yeah. about your case. So the most prominent recruit that I can remember in years is Arch Manning, who decided to go to Texas. But on a final list of schools, Virginia was named as one of them, which caught my eye because mm -hmm. you don't typically hear that level of recruit connected to the University of Virginia. Right. Something's happening there right now, right? I mean, is that is that a, the best way to put it? If he's connected to him in any way, something's happening there right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's interesting. So I, I graduated from UVA in 1991, and most of the the younger generation out there, they either don't know or they don't remember. We were number one in the country for four weeks uh, back yeah. in 1990, and so the, Virginia has had somewhat of a tradition of winning football once you got into the mid 80s through the stretch of probably the mid 90s, late 90s. Um, you know, Chris Long, Tiki Barber, Rondé Barber, there's been a ton of individual superstars that have come through here. Um, but now what you're seeing is when Bronco Mendenhall took the, the job, I don't know, five years ago, six years ago, he was able to bring football back up to at least a relevant standard. And then you hire an athletic director like Carla Williams, who was at Florida State, who was at Georgia, who understands what championship football is like. She is also convinced and shown the institution that you can be successful in academics 
but you can also have a successful program. Uh, Tony Bennett won a national championship, and nobody's wondering about the integrity of athletics after he won the, the national championship. So the same can be said for football, and especially with the leadership that we've had come through here. Um, now steps in Tony Elliott, who comes to us with, I think, two national championships from Clemson, who is now taking it even further in terms of elevating what the expectation should be with uh, Virginia football. And I think he calls it the model program. And so now you, you put an emphasis on uh, former player engagement. We're getting a brand new football facility. Um, I think shovels are going in the ground in the next week or so. And you have a championship pedigree coach. And that's how you get the attention of Arch Manning. Not to mention his sister is here. His mom went to school here. Uh, and his aunt went to school here as well. So that right. helps. Uh, and Charlottesville is not a bad place to, to go. And I, I, not not, a bad place. I got married in Charlottesville. So we love that area Thank of the country. You. All right. I'll let you go with this. Um, so take me through the future. In the end, winning still matters. Um, how does NIL used correctly and leveraged correctly by a program help a program win? Yeah. So we're in the education process and I'm speaking only to the University of Virginia. We're, we're, we're in an education situation now where fans, donors, alumni are understanding that NIL exists and it has to exist. And it will play a role in the success of programs. Because again, while at this point you can't use name, image, and likeness as a recruiting tool, you certainly can create opportunities with the individuals that are here. And if your programs have the foundation of winning and success, then this now becomes, as we say, Cavalier Futures, we're an and organization, not an or. So it becomes another piece to having a successful athletic department. And we're really excited about the fact that, A, we're doing it the right way. While we don't corner the market on working with all student athletes, I think for us, we want to be able to provide the institution those guardrails in working with student athletes so that you don't have these fringe groups that are coming in and trying to buy recruits or create a Venmo account for student athletes and entice them to come for that. So um, I do believe and I firmly believe that uh, it's going to work here. We're going to be relevant. I think we will win. I think we will start to now with the enhancements around the athletic department, get those five-star recruits and keep those five-star recruits. And it's not about, what is it, the chicken and the egg. We don't have to pay them to come. We're going to create opportunities once they get here that will make them want to stay. Low Davis is the executive director of Cavalier Futures. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.